0: back it's adoption chronicles mick shepherd here and with all good adoption stories um there's timing you know there's sometimes there's a break in play sometimes it all happens at once all the different episodes have all happened at once. Um, I've had a, a little bit of a break, um, doing some life things, and I'm very, very happy to say that uh, tonight, today, whenever it is that you're listening to the podcast, we're talking with John Cleese. Welcome to the show, John.
1: Yeah, good day, Mick. It's great to be on
0: here. That's ah, awesome to have you on board. Um, so, whereabouts does your story start?
1: Oh, my is one of those stories started back in, I guess, when I was adopted in 1964, so back in the 60s. Yep. And um, a, cu- a couple of things. Um, I think I think my story really starts that my adoptive parents actually told me I was adopted yep. uh, probably when I was about four or five years old. Right. And looking back at that, it's like just knowing uh, yeah, I think that was that was a bonus for me
0: yeah so, so um so your early childhood you knew all along um, did uh, anything happen in those years did the sk- kids at school? Um do anything or let you know about anything or was it um was it kind of kept under wraps to a degree or how did um
1: uh i think it was mostly kept under wraps like no, no one i didn't have any anyone go you know you're adopted or yep. this or that but i actually knew so yeah that was good yep. I, th- I think <clears throat> through may- maybe through my earlier years like i'm saying maybe seven, eight, nine, ten years old. Mm-hmm. I can remember I probably thought about it every single night when yeah. I used to go to bed.
0: Yep. Did and you have any fantasies about what may have been oh, the other life?
1: I I I, th- I think all those years and into my teen years I mm-hmm. used to think about it so regularly and it used to always be just before I go to the sleep of a night. Yeah. And I would um, think of all the different possibilities thinking, you know, oh, is my mother still alive? Yep. You know, do I have any brothers or sisters? Mm-hmm. Do I have this? What What would have happened if I was born weeks earlier or weeks later and I was adopted through a different family? Would mm. What would my life be like? It's That's like, a, Yeah. It's like... You know, if I was overdue or born early, and then what would have
0: happened?
1: Mm. It's like how, how, how does this work if if something changed?
0: And, so and there's so many different sliding door moments at that moment, like those couple of weeks, even could have yeah. had a completely different outcome.
1: Yeah, yeah. They. I used to. I thought, at the time, and through those years. Um, till I used to think I'd probably covered just about every scenario I could ever think of, um, and then as I grew up through life, um, <clears throat> it was um, it was a moment I, once I'd been married, and my first daughter was born. Yep. And at that moment, it was like, you know, I'd always been wondering where I'd come from, but now I had my daughter and yeah. it's like I'm going to go and find
0: find out who I am, uh-huh. who okay. we are. Right. Um, I guess we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. Um, just to mm. bring you back into your younger years um, and some yeah. of those possibilities, I remember exactly the same. Situation lying in bed at night, and um, a lot of the times it may have been when I did something naughty, and my mind would straight away go to, oh, I wonder what would happen if, um, if I was if I wasn't adopted. Um, Now I was adopted out of Manly Hospital, so on the North Shore of Sydney, and that made me think that my birth mother was living in Sydney, or especially in and around Manly, so I just assumed that they had a big house over the beach, that kind of stuff, and they had lots of money and they just couldn't i don 't know there was some reason. Did you have any particular type uh, thoughts about what other situations may have been like 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 that kind of deal?
1: no I think I used to I think I used to just always ask myself why. And why, and out of the why, I would make up scenarios of, of, you know, maybe, you know, for some reason she had to do it, whether she lived in Sydney or somewhere else or, um, you know, I just used to think, oh, do I have any brothers or sisters? Do I have this? You know, and I used to think a lot about what about if, you know, it was a few weeks later, or mm. a few weeks earlier, and I was with a completely different family.
0: Yeah. Did your parents give you any uh, any reasons later on?
1: Um, no. Um, one of one of the very um, unfortunate things that actually happened through life there was um, my adopted mother. Uh, when when my first daughter was born yep uh unfortunately she passed away unexpectedly Uh, um not long after that within about six months or so and um i uh and in my search at that time and going through some of the her old paperwork she was a stickler for keeping every little docket every little thing i'd actually found some court documents right. of my adoption Okay. and uh, I actually then at that stage we'd never really ever talked about my adoption besides when they told me when I was little wow. probably before school age okay. so up to up to that point there you know I was you know used to always think about it myself but yeah. never ever really spoke about it uh, and I found these court documents and as I went through, and it actually had my birth mother's name on it. Right. And this was just after I'd sort of made a decision, well, I'm going to go and, you know, track down and see what I can do.
0: Yeah. So this would and have been I think, a different time uh, back this, then without the internet?
1: Oh, it was, yeah, certainly different. There was uh, many trips to the State Library, the electoral <laughs> rolls. Uh, to um, inquiries to births, deaths and marriages. And this was back in the day when um, there was no mobile phones, Mm. there was no internet, and everything was, you know, lick the stamp and put it on the envelope and send it on the snail mail.
0: Yeah. And you knew weeks were coming before at best you got a response.
1: yeah. But um, yeah, so eventually, like, I, like once my daughter was born, it's like, this is like my first blood relative, yeah. and that was like, that was that just switched something on. It's like, I'm making the decision, I'm going to find my birth mother, yep. and it didn't matter what I find. It's right. like, I didn't wanna. I was ready to accept. The good, the bad, the ugly, the yep. whatever, it didn't matter what was going to happen. Yep. I'd actually made the decision. I was doing it because I needed to find out who I was.
0: Yeah. Determination.
1: And, um, yeah, it was just like, yeah, it didn't matter, but I didn't want to go through my whole life wondering what might have been. I had to find. It didn't matter what it was going to be, whether it was just complete rejection or anything else, the good, anything. It didn't yep. matter. It's just I wanted to find out. So... So what year are we talking here? Uh, so it started started my search in 1988. Right. Uh, and then many trips to the electoral rolls and the bits of information I had and... um it's it was always a process and i think i'd gone for about two years two and a half years of searching and then sort of come to a bit of a dead end and then i thought you know i need to get um births there's and marriages to do some searches for me to see if my birth mother had remarried or yeah. changed her name and, yep. and 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 those type of things so i sort of estimated dates Okay. filled out the forms, okay. um, sent off the forms to them, still by snail mail, so I yeah. sent it off and just it went into the un, unknown and in burst, and marriages and um, what happened after that, that was um, sort of didn't hear anything for a while and then I remember um I got home one Friday afternoon, we'd been out uh, and got home and there was a, the answering machine had the little light flicking on it and this was the answering machine with the little tape in it yes. that we had back then. Yep, yep. And I pushed the button and there was a lady on there Said, oh, hello, could you give me a call on this number? And anyway, I went, no, oh, I don't know this lady and I called the number and it was birth deaths, and marriages. Right. And, you know, our office hours are Monday to Friday, whatever, and they will obviously closed by the time I'd rang. So um, the thing about it, but with birth deaths, and marriages, it was actually three years after I applied. So, wow. Uh, that was sort of that was sort of the last person on my mind to get a phone call on a Friday afternoon
0: or yeah.
1: evening to... to um, so Monday come and we called, I called up and um, said, oh, hi, it's John here. I've, I'm returning your call. And the lady said, oh, just hang on, let me get your file. And um, she said to me, uh, I think, think I've got the lady's name oh. that you're looking for. My birth mother at the time had remarried, so she'd changed her last name. Right. And um, she'd um, she'd um, yeah, she, this lady at first marriages had actually gone, yeah, this is the lady, I'll send the information out to you and she'd give me the information on the phone and so then it was like, Oh wow, this yeah, she's you know, so there's a possibility I could Could actually track it down now i've got another name and this how did you
0: feel when you had that news
1: oh um because this was like three years later and probably five five or so years after i'd actually originally started yep uh we were just starting to get the internet then yeah back in the days of dial-up internet yeah you know (laughs)
0: those
1: type of things so um i think we bought a a, a 2nd hand computer at the time because my older daughter uh she was around about school age and we thought oh well we might have to get one of these things and i think it was a second-hand computer we got yep and uh so but it was still some trips down to um state library at the time and through the electoral rolls and anyway we found uh, i wouldn't say an address but we found a a a place up in the country and thought "Oh, we've never heard of this place yeah right Uh, let's do some inquiries and then we'd actually jumped on the internet and found out it was up in the hunter valley and it was a a place up in the mountains there, but it was actually a, a like a, a a dam up there, and a, it was a water supply for Newcastle in the area. Wow! And I Thought, oh, well, what what's 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 at this place? And thought, oh, it's run by the Hunter District Water Board. So we made some inquiries, and um, my mother, my birth mother's name was robin and we said oh well and uh, we made some more inquiries and made some phone calls and went well they've got a they got a district office or something up there in the hunter valley we'll ring there and yep. see if we can find out some information and yep. who's at this place and who works up there and what's up there and there was a caretaker and there was the family there and there was different people up there and just happened to get on to Lady at the, the office and I said, Oh, do you know Robin? And the lady goes, Oh, Robin, yeah, she comes in here every week and collects mail for up there. And I've gone, Oh
0: and one like, step closer.
1: I said, Oh yeah, one step closer. I said, Is it possible I can send you a letter and you pass it on to her? And she goes, Certainly. And the lady give me her address yep. and wrote up Handwritten letter, and there's a lot of changes in the adoption stuff at the time there. A lot of information getting out around the nine in the 90s about oh don't just go and knock on the door and say I'm here after all these years. So because you don't know their situation. Yeah. You don't I didn't I absolutely did not want to cause any problems. Yep. Um but so I wrote a I wrote a letter, uh, and, and they give you a lot of – there was a lot of advice, you know. Oh, we may be related to things like birth year in there, and it's got a few other things. But if someone else reads it, they don't really yeah,
0: yeah.
1: comprehend it. And um, so I wrote a letter, and I posted it off into the unknown again.
0: Yes, and away you go. And, um, and then – how did there you was feel a lot after going you posted it? Yeah, right.
1: Uh, there was a lot going on in my head. I actually yeah. had to take holidays from work. I went. I went in. And I said, oh, "I've got to take a couple of weeks off." Yeah, right. Um, and um, anyway, I um, posted this off, and this 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 next bit I can actually tell you, like this has happened today. I I have a memory of this that is like. Um, probably when I'm older and greyer and I forgot everything else in life, I could still remember this to yep. the, exactly yep. what happened. Okay. It was uh, a Friday afternoon and I was home from work and I was sitting out in, my, in the back room. I just looked at the clock and the clock was just going on the 4 o'clock. Second hand was ticking up um, and the phone was sitting next to me anyway the phone actually rings and i reach over and i pick it up and i go hello and a lady on the other end um says hello is this john and i just said are you the lady i've been looking for yeah right and the lady goes yes wow and that was with my mother and the thing about it it was my 29th birthday wow
0: wow and she'd and, know that
1: oh yeah i i can i can tell you and i'm sure birth mothers have told you
0: yeah they never
1: forget They oh. They never ever forget and um, that's wicked ah uh, so yeah it's like um that was a Pretty special moment, and it it still is. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I um, I then um, had a conversation with her for about half an hour on the phone.
0: Yep. Um. So we're talking an STD phone call here, where it's um. Yep. (laughs) Not cheap (laughs) and against timey. (laughs) Not like today.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, so. The the things that I found out, she was actually living in Sydney at the time. Yep. Um, when she had me and put me up for adoption, um, but she'd actually never ever told anyone in her family. Wow. Um, and then eventually, um, yeah, she she'd gone back to the country and and. And back up to where her family lived up in the Hunter Valley, in New South Wales. And uh, but I did find out uh, I had a brother. Yep. And I had two half sisters. So and my f- brother is a full brother. A full brother, right? Yeah. So that was that was interesting. I'd yeah. always that that was uh, one of the things that I never. Probably imagined. I imagined I might have some half siblings, but I'd never imagined I'd have a full brother. So that was one thing. Um, And uh, I also found out my mother she had she had five sisters and four brothers, and so I had instant aunties and uncles everywhere.
0: Everywhere. Uh,
1: But but no one no one actually knew of me that I existed. Wow! But I'd been, I'd gone all these years from when I was this little boy imagining in my bed of a night going to sleep, yep. up until yep. um, the years then searching up until that moment, and I'd actually achieved uh, what I'd actually set out to do, and that was find her.
0: Yeah,
1: and I really. As much as I may have thought of her, I never planned anything after that, like because I didn't know her situation. Yeah. I didn't know if I was just going to get a thing going, please do not ever contact me or, you know, I've never told yeah. anyone and I want to keep it like that. I yeah. didn't know what the result was going to be of that. You can
0: never, ever plan for what happens no. after.
1: No, um, I had it sort of sort of tried to... Imagine everything up to that moment. Yeah. but didn't imagine anything after that moment.
0: Yeah. Did she so, tell you why she gave you up for adoption?
1: Um yeah, there there's there's some there's a few reasons. She was living in Sydney at the time. Um she'd moved down out of the country she was living in the city, she obviously had a relationship with a fella Um, and then um, with me, put me up for adoption and then uh, she'd actually moved back up to the Hunter Valley Uh, but the fellow who is my father went back up there with her. Uh-huh. And, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then um, she, probably about 18 months after me, uh, or nearly two years after me, she, well, yeah, after me, she got pregnant with my brother. And the my father, he'd sort of shot through. Right. And uh, she was living back up there with uh, my her parents, so my grandparents, they were up there and all that and uh, she had a lot of family up there and, yeah, she actually brought up my brother and, yep. um, yeah, where so, I got put up for adoption.
0: Yeah, so I'm assuming that because she didn't have the support network around her in Sydney, that w- yeah. would have made up a big part of the reason why she gave yeah. you up. Yeah. Whereas with your brother, she had that support network.
1: Yeah, yeah. So... And, um, yeah, so, yeah, so she she brought up my mum. But she'd, she'd never told anyone about this. So, And by the end of that first phone call, like I said, you know, do you, can we meet, can we do whatever? And she goes, oh, yeah, I come down from where she is down to the shops to go shopping once a week. And yep. we arranged and um, the Friday afternoon was the phone call and I <laughs> went and met her on the, tu- the Tuesday. We met up in a little cafe and uh yeah that was uh that was quite a special moment that so and 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 by by this time like i took photos of me when i was little uh she actually had i had two daughters at the time then so she had a couple of granddaughters yeah uh, all these things but she hadn't told anyone and she had actually waited till she met me and i said look as far as all that goes I don't want to cause any hassle whatsoever. Yeah. It's completely up to you. It is your choice. You made decisions back at the time that you thought were the right ones. I'm not even going to question any of that yeah, because yeah. that's what happened at that time. And yeah. it's like nothing I say or do now changes anything. It's Absolutely. Like, it's it's. I don't even dwell on those type of things. That's what no. was made. You just get on with life and you move on with it.
0: Yep. Not agree um, more
1: and i said look it's completely up to you like she'd remarried and had a had a life never told her current husband anything about all of this and i said look that's completely up to you mm. um, then a couple of days later i'd got a phone call and um from her and she would said oh look uh, i've told told my husband and he wants to make us all and um so on the that weekend coming up we headed up there me and my wife and my couple of daughters at the time and yeah we met well the rest of my family met um my birth mother and met my stepfather and and yeah it was a good good weekend and I'd actually that same weekend met one of my half sisters, which was a complete spin out that I had yeah. a sibling. And Did
0: you guys yeah, look, that was that alike? was
1: really good. Um, I actually look more like my birth mother than anyone else, I think. Yeah, right. <laughs> but uh, so, and then it was coming up to towards Christmas time then, yep. and obviously uh, uh, she. Got onto my brother and my other half sister who didn't live up there, and said, "Oh, look, maybe at Christmas she can come home because I actually got something to tell you." Oh, so, so
0: she hasn't uh, told was, them yet.
1: No, she hadn't told them because they live they live further away. So right. she just like, "Yeah, come home at Christmas because I've got to tell you something." And um, whatever. <laughs> so they, they 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 arrived around about Christmas Eve. Um, and uh, she, she had some pictures of me and the family and stuff there. And they're like, oh, who are these people? And she's like, well, this is the brother you never, ever knew he's had. So uh, surprise. Surprise. Merry <laughs> so, Christmas. <laughs> yeah, Merry Christmas. How did and they then, take it? Uh, I think they, I don't know, they like, I, it wasn't a problem. Like they just, I suppose they just... Uh, I guess expected it, and then we turned up there Christmas Day. So they had, like, probably 12 hours or so to think about it before yeah, we right. turned up and we actually met them. So <laughs> uh, that, that, was a, that was a really great few days up there. But, uh, yeah, and then um, after that, uh, I'd met, like, my family and that, and because of where they were up there and what they did up there, my mother arranged for a – I think it was the June long weekend – to invite all the family from all over to go come and come and meet us. And yeah,
0: okay, cool. we went
1: up there and I met oh I I wouldn't even try to guess how many of my relatives I met up there, but there was aunties and uncles and cousins and Yeah. So I'd gone from um, yeah, just me all those years as a little kid thinking about it to yep. Yeah, meeting a whole heap yeah, of nice.
0: relatives. So did you grow so, up with any brothers and sisters or was it just by yourself?
1: Uh, I had uh, had one adoptive sister yep. in the family. Uh, she was about four years younger than me, but look, we were chalk and cheese. We were like, uh, uh, I wouldn't say we didn't get on, but it was, there was like nothing there. It wasn't like. It was, it was a strange thing. It wasn't like we were a brother and sister. It was like we were just two different people.
0: Yeah.
1: We were, like, really different and, you know, um, yeah, just never really ever got on. Um, but, yeah, never really, yeah, we didn't really share anything of the same interests or anything like that, so. Yep. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, so I had a, um, a lot of um, time up there and um, then I you know, had some more kids and, you know, my mother had all these grandkids, and I was, yeah, really good.
0: So this is still early 90s? Uh, 90s, yeah, 90s
1: into 2000s and that. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, about thirteen years ago, she passed away unexpectedly, oh, and that's no good. Uh, but but we had about about nineteen nineteen years or so uh, relationship with her, which was absolutely fabulous. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that that was that was really good. And then um, I'd always had like once I spoke to her, I actually had my she'd give me my father's name. Right, and that. Back in that same time, once I'd met her and that, I did some searching for my father. Right. And um, that was something that probably that wasn't that wasn't in my initial plan. My initial plan was just to find my my mother.
0: Right. Um,
1: did and you, then that was just something that developed after and I was right. like, well, maybe we'll see if we can we can find him.
0: Yeah. So did and your brother uh, have anything to do with him or did he shoot all the way like did he leave the scene or nah,
1: he, he, he 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 shot through before my brother was born. So oh, okay. Um yeah, he'd shot through and whatever. And um so there was some more trips at the time, the burst, deaths and marriage. Uh the State Library and the electoral rolls and um, searched, uh, had a couple of little leads, but nothing eventuated. Yep. And then uh, we got to a few years ago, uh, my mother had actually always told me uh, she thought that he was a married man when she had a relationship with him. Right. um, And might have had a couple of daughters. Uh Uh-huh. So... Uh, I might have had a couple of other half siblings uh, through my father.
0: So the plot thickens. So
1: plot. I, oh yeah, the plot, yeah, it's it certainly thickens. So I always had his name, and anyway, all the things I looked and that, and I used to just think, God, if I um, just um, find him, but everything sort of didn't turn up anything. Right up until um. A few years ago, one of my daughters had uh, had a DNA test. Okay. And a um, lady had turned up on there and it's like, well, oh, I don't know this lady or this name, but she's very closely related. So I thought, oh, I might do a DNA test and something might come out of this. See what happens. And I, I did a DNA test and it sort of turned up that this lady was a half sibling uh-huh. through through my father, uh, and then I tried to do some contact with her, but never ever got a response back. Yep. yep. But but what it what it did do? I had my father's name. i uh, and obviously through ancestry and the DNA and all that. There's a lot of information on there, and it's obviously it opens up a lot of doors on. You know who you related to and that and what what happened was on my father's side in the matches i i had all these people related to me and they were like second third fourth cousins and i didn't know any of them yeah okay and and on my mother's side of the family i had an auntie who'd done a massive amount of family history and that and I found on that side of the family if I spoke to one of my aunties and said and someone on my DNA had actually turned up and they were on my mother's side of the family one of those aunties or uncles go oh yeah I know that person like mm. someone always knew that person on that side right but on my father's side there because I didn't I didn't know where he was. I didn't know who his parents were. I didn't know anything. But I had all these people that were DNA matched to me. I um, I painstakingly started working back through their family trees and I actually worked out who was highly possible were uh, my great-grandparents on my father's side. Wow. And it got to the stage where uh, they'd actually had about 12 kids. Yep. And I had DNA links back through nine of their children back to them. Wow. Oh, it's like, and there is like so many people in there related. Yeah. And I worked back. So I had my great-grandparents. Yep. I didn't know who my grandparents or, and I didn't have, like, a link to my father. So right. I was missing those two generations, but I knew these two were one of my great-grandparents on my father's side. Wow. So yeah. I I then assumed one of their children, uh, the boy, there was five boys and about seven girls. Yep. One of them is either my grandfather or grandmother in their son.
0: It has to be, yeah.
1: Um. It's like, and um, I'd really done a lot of um, looking at that and that's when I'd actually found um, the Adoption Search Australia group with Diane Cuff and her Dirt dirt Angels. Oh, yeah, they're wonderful. They are actually, they are so good and her angels are, oh. And because I had so much going on in this DNA, I'd got, Diane gave me one of her search angels to have a look through my stuff to see if they could put anything more in place than I, I could do, uh, which unfortunately they didn't, they looked at it all and went, well, it's, we still need more information. And wow. um, I'd, um I really opened the thing. So I thought, you know what, if I can't, find out who my, like, my where, where my father's gone to or where he's come from. I'll just work back and see if I can narrow it down to whatever I could put down. So i have been doing that for oh, a couple of years, especially through uh, once we had COVID and I had a bit of extra spare time on my hands. Yep. Um I'd done a lot of research and planning, and I'd actually spoke to a lot of my cousins and and other people there that were on Ancestry. and sent them information, like asked them a lot of questions, and slowly plotted back through the family and who the possibilities were that could be my grandparents from that side. There,
0: did you get and, any cold shoulders doing that through Ancestry on your uh, side?
1: no, not not anyone. Not anyone on ancestry like that, but um, there was the older generation who had a lot of secrets put away, Uh and I have spoke to other relatives of mine who have done family research, and when they find, you know, someone had had a child out of wedlock and those type of things, that was like, Taboo, and they don't want to speak about it. They're yeah. like, you shouldn't even know about it. Yeah. This and that, and yeah, that's like completely different to what it yeah. is today.
0: There is no so, more secrets anymore.
1: No, no. So what actually happened? I'd actually one of my cousins on my on my father's side, or one that's related to me, a second cousin, a first cousin, actually in there he has had a bit of a story himself and right. him and his wife had done a lot of work on this whole family side and he fits in there and then when I'd actually contacted them they're like he, they knew so much about it it made some of what I found easy because they'd actually done all this research on these same people. Right. And I and so I'd done my DNA uh, about two and a half years ago. Yep. And in the last, uh, probably around about eight to ten weeks, about ten weeks ago, um, I'd decided because my father's side, a lot of all that families are all in Country Victoria, yep. and I'd done a lot of research at cemeteries and other places. I get information. And I'd actually planned a um, trip down that way to go and do uh, some cemeteries down there, some history down there to see what I could turn up. Yep. But in the meantime, um, and this was sort of, uh, uh, I had some developments come up where, uh, through Ancestry and researching. I had uh, one of my cousins who'd researched and been rechecked some of the stuff I'd checked on Ancestry in the uh, two years ago. They'd redone and, and next minute, a name turned up and uh, they'd sent me the link to it and I'd had a look and it actually, uh, someone had put, my father's name on ancestry yeah right um, and his story on ancestry yeah. um, and i'd in some of my research up uh, around about 6 to 8 months ago um, i'd wrote in some of my notes I'm going it's highly likely because none of the names would match what my father's name was and i was thinking is there a possibility he was actually also adopted? Ah, and and that was in some of my notes that I'd actually wrote about six to eight months ago. Wow! Because I I, I think oh what's going on here? Anyway, I'd actually been away for the weekend, and uh, my cousin had sent me some stuff. So when I got home and I checked it out, and I found. On the ancestry, a page that was actually linked was my father, and he was actually adopted as well. Wow! And he's he's adoptive parents who adopted him. Um. There, they had uh, their own daughter, and they'd adopted. Their own daughter, her daughter had actually put all this stuff on Ancestry because she always thought in her mind there was more to his story. Yeah. And his story in itself was pretty amazing as in he'd actually married in Melbourne um, and had a daughter, but he got transferred to Sydney for his work and he'd moved, he'd come to, uh, from Melbourne to Sydney and his his wife stayed in Melbourne. Right. But he must have had a girlfriend in Melbourne who'd come to Sydney uh-huh. with him. Uh-huh. He'd had a couple of daughters with her. Wow. Uh,
0: it does yeah, get thick than the clock.
1: Yeah, and then he'd... And there was a a complete story or documented story by um, the lady that had put all this on there going, oh, he'd left here and had the whole story and then assumed that he'd gone back to Melbourne and he'd actually had a relationship with my mother, had me, I was put up for adoption, moved with her back to the Hunter Valley. But when she got pregnant with my brother, he then shot through and ended up back down in Melbourne with his wife. Wow. His first wife, yeah. So, and I've only found all this up in, out in the last about six to eight weeks. So.
0: Wow. So, how do you but, feel
1: about all of that? Oh, look, this was uh, this was pretty extreme at the time. What was going through my head? Yeah. Like, I found out all this information. I, it was beyond, absolutely beyond my wildest dreams of information. Yep. In the back of my mind about my father, I was thinking if I could just find where he's buried and hopefully he's got a headstone. Yeah. That that would be good because I'd found so many relatives that I found their location but they haven't had a headstone or right. Uh, the way that I've cracked them down and but he's anyway
0: definitely passed on though
1: he'd passed on and he'd actually passed on at a uh, in his early 50s so oh. before I'd actually even started searching for him wow uh, he would already passed away Wow um, so uh, the, the thing about it uh, with with all this information that appeared I'd actually located his his uh, where he's buried in melbourne and in my trip down to victoria that then was i made it and found his grave found his headstone and uh so yeah located there. um and then through his adoption uh he was adopted in and this goes back a long time this was he was adopted in uh, 1928 in victoria yep and the legislation for information and that had only gone into the parliament and didn't actually pass till 1929 so adoptions up to that stage were up to that stage they were just like a secret uh-huh. type of thing uh-huh. there was no you could i'm really not 100 percent sure what they can do then but there wasn't any like requirement for information yeah. and what they kept and what they done so but out of all the information that i got off ancestry and i contacted the lady who'd actually put it on there and i i, I sent her a, an email saying look we've great interest i'd wrote i i read your thing and uh like with my father and it's like well i said uh just because she'd wrote a the story she'd wrote it said oh he had two families he actually had three, and I said, Will, you'll be surprised to find out he actually had three families. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, but she'd actually felt that there was more to his story because she had so many photos yeah. of him, and at birthday occasions when he was growing up, there was always a lady there called Aunt Polly. Okay. and But Aunt Polly, it looks as though... Was his mother, who was at the adoption place where his adoptive parents had actually turned up, uh-huh. and she said the story that her mother told her was they turned up and a lady was there begging, "On please take my my son, please adopt my son." Right. And uh, she, I have a heap of photos of Aunt Polly at school things at birthdays at different times and he she was only ever known as aunt polly but i believe um just on different features and physically the how tall they were and things that it's highly possible aunt polly was actually his mother but still had things to do in his life
0: yeah And things were a lot different back then. There were stories where if a lady was pregnant out of wedlock, they would obviously adopt out of uh, peer pressure. Um, But there were other options as well. Like um, there's a story where the grandparents brought up the child and Mm. their birth mother was actually referred to as their auntie. So... Yep. because of the records and how all that states, and and the way that the society was back then, things needed to get sorted out very, very discreetly. Yeah, and I actually in my
1: in in my research now, I've actually contacted. There's some possibilities who my. Now, now I've got this lady, and I've got some possibilities of this family that I've been trying to track back down. And I spoke, I tracked down a lady that I sent a letter off to recently, Um, and she's on my father's side of the family in there somewhere. Okay. Uh, She's um, around about 85 years old now, and I've actually spoke to her, and I sent her a letter, and then I received a phone call from her. And I said, "Oh, look, no one in." I said, "Look, there's a possibility we're related, but I don't actually know how yet. But no one in your family line has had a DNA test. Are you willing to do one?" And I, and she's like, "Oh, yes, of course. I'd done all this. She'd done a lot of family research herself for right. years. Okay. And she'd actually told me a story about when she did track down a person in her family who had actually had." A baby out of wedlock and when she spoke about that to anyone that knew it's like how do you know this we're yeah. not telling you anything you shouldn't know you shouldn't do anything yeah it's like so yeah it was certainly a different
0: age back then yeah absolutely but there's certainly no secrets today even those no. old ones from the 1920s no 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 so,
1: I'm working through the DNA, and that's been that's been just a revelation in the last oh, couple of years. It's just amazing, and the, some yeah. of the relatives I've found and their stories. It's absolutely mind blowing. Like some of the stuff, the different characters there are, and the the whole lot. So it's it's been absolutely. Uh, I'm glad I started this journey a long, long time ago.
0: Yeah. So how are you going now? How is... Um, where is everything sitting? I know this is a very recent development in, in the bigger yeah. picture. But how are you now?
1: Oh, I'm great. I'm absolutely great. It's like I've, I've gone beyond my wildest dreams on what I was ever hoping to find out. Um, so now I'm just... I don't know what you'd say, is just living in the moment and see what turns up next.
0: Have you got any irons in the fire of what's coming up?
1: Uh, well I've got um um I've got the we will we'll get the results back uh, from the DNA test from uh, my um one my this lady who's my relative, but she yep. might actually unearth some clues on where I actually fit into that side of the family. Yeah. So there, there's some possibilities there, but uh, I'll wait till the results come back. So it's uh, till I can confirm or not confirm a couple of things there because uh, that lady could be closely related to me.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so if you, yeah, if you were um, talking to somebody who is on the fence about looking back into their history, back into their family tree, um, who's an adopted person or, or even um, a birth parent who's considering looking for their child, um, what advice would you have for them?
1: Uh, all I would give them is just do it. Just do it. You don't want to look back and go, I wish I'd done it um just do it just do it and but know that you you've got to take the good with the bad whatever yeah. turns up that that's your story it's it's whether it's good or bad that's that's your story that's part of you it's
0: just what you are it's true um yeah that's that's when you it's, find out the truth the truth comes in all different shapes, sizes and colours and smells and Yeah. Um yeah. it has a different the, the
1: effect only, on that, the only thing that um, the only thing that I thought uh, the only thing I really look back on and go I'm so thankful for was I actually had been told I was adopted when I was little. Yeah. I don't know how I would think about that or how people actually handle that if they find out yeah. late in life.
0: I think, um, um, yeah, you're touching on something that affects us all and that is, um, you know, and I don't tend to stick to any partic- particular narrative, but um, there is a trauma that's deeply seeded within uh, adoptees and I'm of the opinion exactly like you are that if you do have an adopted child the earlier you can tell them I think the better that child will be able to understand their situation and deal with it if they find out later in life like I've talked to a few people that found out they were adopted in their 60s yeah I don't know yeah I
1: yeah, I don't know how I'd actually deal with that. I, I really haven't. I've tried to think about that, and I'm just thankful I didn't have to deal with that because yeah. uh, I'm pretty straight up and down with most things, and I just felt, you know, if that was a lie, how many other things were not like, yeah, not intentionally a lie, but I would have just felt like. I grew up and, you know, how, how could you just have a trust in what who you thought you were when you weren't that?
0: Yes, yeah, exactly.
1: It's, it's like, yeah, I'm so thankful for that. But even yep. if that had led to absolutely nothing or finding no one, yep. I, I was thankful for that. If that was my only thanks I could ever give, that would have been enough. But yep. The story has just been absolutely amazing. Uh, DNA reopened a whole range of things, and it was actually through that um, that I was actually able to locate where my father was buried. Yep. Uh, That was a special moment seeing that. Even though he'd done a runner and whatever, he's he's part of me or whatever it is, it's like uh, I know where I come from. I know who I come from. And it sort of uh, it gives you a story. It does,
0: absolutely. And your story's been riveting, to say the least, John. I um, really appreciated you coming on and, and telling your story. Um, yeah,
1: it's uh, like your your podcast, Mick. They're absolutely fantastic. Everyone has their own story. Yeah, uh, we're connected in the way that obviously. We've, we've been up for either, we're part of that triangle, the adoption yeah. triangle. We're one, yep. of, one of those corners. Yeah, so yeah. Yep. Uh, we're one of those corners and we're connected somehow in that triangle, uh, but every story is completely different.
0: Absolutely. And, yeah, there's, like, your story, like, I've resonated quite closely, especially when you were talking about thinking about, Well, thinking about the other life while you were going to sleep as a young kid, that was me. Um, But the situations are all unique um, and how we deal with them are all unique too. So, um, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. So, um, And that's that's exactly what this is all about. um, Helping us understand where we fit in that triangle, where we fit in our own lives um, and... Knowing that every single story is unique, you can't go into any uh, any any situation where you don't know the story. If you're going to do a DNA, you don't know where you where you're going to go, um, no, uh, even how the no. relationship's going to unfold.
1: No, you have you have no idea, no. absolutely no idea. It's like before DNA, you just hope that you know you could hopefully, first of all, know. Then hopefully find who you're looking for. Yeah. Um, and that was a very slow process. Um, DNA is like sped that whole thing up, I think. And yeah, it's the, turbocharged it to pe- a degree. Yeah, it's like turbocharged it all right. It's uh, yeah. It's been amazing, but um, yeah, I just had the all those years ago. Just decided that i just have to find out where i come from what's my story yep who am i it's to answer just all those questions you you had as you know they had well that i hadn't thought about when i was lying in bed of a night thinking where am i from who am i from you know so
0: and now you know yeah and that's cool that's a that's a that's a really nice way to to round it off, um, and you'll have to touch base with us when you get some more answers of your, um, well, we'll say the the relative that's doing her DNA test to find out where she fits in the puzzle. All right. Well, thanks for coming on, John. I really appreciate it. And thanks for well,
1: giving me
0: the opportunity, mate. No, my pleasure, um, and we'll talk again soon. Yeah. Thanks very much. All no right. Thank you. That was John Cleese and his story of um, adoption, where he came from, where he was thinking that he might be from all those years ago, lying in bed at night time, wondering about what if, what then, when, who, what, where. Um, He's got some good answers now and uh, appreciate John coming on the show. If you want to have your story, touch base with me and we'll get in touch and you can tell your story. And appreciate all of the guests that come on, and I will talk to you guys again soon. Cheers.